You made it. Welcome to Sterpod's Tales of Terror. Enter if you dare. <laughs> I must say, I'm relieved it's you, and not one of those pesky geysers. I've run out of spikes upon which to place their heads. Shoes off, if you don't mind. It's a new carpet. The last one became a touch too red for Mother's liking. Please, have a seat and get as comfortable as you can. Don't mind those. They're just splatters of paint. Our last guests were so very messy. There we are. Would you like to begin? Well then, which story would you like this evening? Ah, in the mood for something different, I see. Enough pleasantries. It is time for tonight's tale of terror, The Honkening, by Joanna Robertson. The ponds are empty, and all the geese are here. The shrill shrieks of terror broke the silence of the crisp Hallow's Eve air. Children wailing, windows breaking, bread bins smashing. The wrath of Magusa was upon them. Dad, why are we out here? Charlie asked. Well, I think it's time you became part of our family Halloween tradition, he said, setting a large black case down on the forest floor before continuing. Generations of fathers and sons have bonded through the art of hunting. Charlie hesitated. Hunting? Don't worry, son. It's just one duck. No one will miss it. Their kids might, Charlie grumbled. After a few seconds had passed, Charlie's father retrieved an old-fashioned hunting rifle from its case. The gun was quite lengthy and had a shiny brown finish. The leather strap was cracked and worn, the black scope was scratched, and dust had infected every nook. Charlie raised an eyebrow, asking, Is that even safe to use? It looks like it might jam and blow my hand off. Charlie's dad ignored the statement and placed the leather strap over Charlie's head. Charlie could see his dad wasn't going to give up. He got the gun comfortable in his hands. I'll just have to miss, Charlie thought. Charlie, look! His dad's excited whisper brought him back from his thoughts. A small, brown-headed duck with a body of mixed greys and blacks and a peachy chest emerged from behind a shrub a short distance away. Its underside was white, and its eyes were black and shiny. The duck announced its presence with a small, high-pitched... Charlie's face dropped. The small duck waddled over the tree roots of the forest floor playfully flicking leaves and playing with sticks as it sauntered, blissfully unaware. Charlie felt his dad nudge him, prompting him to aim. Charlie's chest felt heavy. He aimed for the bush, but was terrified his shaking would make him hit the poor thing. The sound of his pleading filled his head, hoping to miss. 
A jolt pressed the butt of the gun into Charlie's shoulder, and the sound of the shot barged its way through the tranquility of the wood. Charlie's whole body relaxed when the duck flapped its wings, startled by the noise, before dashing back into the shrubs. Ah, not to worry, son. I think you still hit something. Charlie's tenseness re-emerged at his dad's statement. Wide-eyed, he watched his dad move toward the bushes. It... a goose? His dad stuttering with his words. Are you happy now? Charlie shouted over. It was never meant to be a goose. Charlie tilted his head in confusion. His dad returned, taking back the gun, before urgently muttering that they must leave. The car ride was quiet. Charlie felt a feeling of unease climb up his spine as his dad drove faster than usual. His dad didn't even bother to get into the driveway before taking the keys out of the ignition. When inside, the door was locked and bolted, the curtains drawn, and the lights off. Dad, you're freaking me! Charlie's sentence is cut off by the sound of outside bins falling. It was never meant to be there. It should have migrated. Charlie's dad sat on the couch, head in his hands, his voice frantic but hushed. More sounds echoed in the darkness of the evening street. Dad, you have to tell me what's going on. Why are you so traumatized by geese? Charlie pleaded. It's not the geese, son. It's what comes with them. It's Megusa. Charlie's dad replies, his gaze never leaving the floor. Um, okay. I'm sorry, did you say Megusa? Charlie asked, completely taken aback. His dad made direct eye contact with him, but said nothing. A couple of waddle-like thuds made their way across the bungalow's roof. Oh God, they're on the roof. Charlie's dad was paralyzed with fear. The sounds from outside became louder, warlike. Charlie went to the window. Charlie, no! Yanking back the curtains, the pandemonium was exposed. The geese had infested every house. The honks of seething rage overlapped the screams of horror. A man sprints from his home as a cleaver-wielding goose charges after him. Hundreds of them, leaving no man, woman, or child safe from their vengeance. The front door burst open, a lean forest hag stepped inside, the seven goose heads that make up her hair coil and wave, hissing like the extinguishing of a fire. Their eyes glisten in the light of the chaos. Blood for blood, chin for chin, no other price shall repay this sin, she wailed finger pointing at Charlie. She lunged for him. The geese's heads snap and snarl as Magusa grabbed Charlie's arms, her dirt-riddled nails scraping his skin. The sky remote bashed one of the goose's heads as Charlie's dad yells for Magusa's attention. Her head whipped round, her sunken eyes glare at him. Regret your sins and say goodbye to adorn wings of ash that shall never fly. Screeching, she begins to drag Charlie to the doorway. Charlie's dad darts toward them both as Charlie digs in his heels. A horde of geese breaks through the window, overcoming Charlie's dad's attempt at reaching his son. I'm sorry, Charlie, I should have listened. Incoming geese smothered Charlie's dad's pleading words. 
Yeah, you should have. Charlie yelled back. Magusa dragged Charlie out into the streetlight. Come, my friends, we have won this fight, and may another join our ranks tonight. Let all who hear my voice be warned. Those who hunt us shall be mourned. Within my wrath, I turn flesh to feather. The false humanity I must untether. Magusa's hoarse voice cried out, her goose heads honking triumphantly. A wave of geese picked both Charlie and Magusa up. The pitter-patter of the smoky cloud made its way out of town, leaving nothing but carnage behind. Magusa's distant cackles merged with the chiming of the town clock. Midnight. It's officially Halloween. That was The Honkening by Joanna Robertson and performed by Francis Bell and David Gilmore. Gives me goosebumps every time. <laughs> but in all seriousness, remind me to never again cross paths with a goose. They're still angry after I cooked one for Christmas a few centuries ago. My goodness, is that the time? You had best be on your way while the rain isn't too heavy. And before the mist swallows you whole. Perhaps next time you'll have to stay the night. I'm sure Mother would love to have you for dinner. Thank you very much for visiting Stirpod's Tales of Terror. I hope you enjoyed your stay. Please do come again for another hair-raising horror, the kind that makes you feel like you're being watched. Have a safe journey home, if you can, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye, for now. <laughs> Hi there, I'm David, and I would like to thank you very much for listening. This has been a Stirpod production in collaboration with the Creative Writing Society, so a massive thank you to the writers who entered the competition, and congratulations once more to the three winners. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, why not check out the other Tales of Terror episodes, or some of our other recent series, such as our review show, Fright Fortnite, or Cocktail Week episodes. Give us a follow on our social media at Stirpod, as well as the creative writing folks at Sterling Uni Creative Writing. And for all you writers out there, keep your eyes pricked and your ears open for details of our next competition. I can't give anything away yet, but I think I just heard sleigh bells. Thank you again, and we'll see you next time here at Stirpod. Bye-bye! <laughs>